1: Welcome back to Off the Carousel here on the Field of 68. We are here today with Ryan Odom, head coach of VCU. Ryan, it's a pleasure to be with you this afternoon, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. Hope you're well. Of course. I'm doing great. So let's talk about your journey here. I've got some questions for you about this upcoming season at VCU. But first, I want to start with uh, your journey through your coaching career because uh, I think there's a lot of people who would recognize you from the big moment, the 16 seed win over the one seed, the first 16 seed over a one seed. Now we have to clarify yeah. that. It's cool. It's cool to that say that now, right? Right, right. Exactly. You set yeah. the trend. So uh, this year when, when we had Fairly Dickinson's upset, right? We had the big moment of Tobin Anderson going viral with the video yeah. saying, The more I watch him, the more I think we can beat him. We never had a viral locker room moment from you. <laughs> were, were you saying the same motivational things to your team before that win?
2: I think, you know, behind closed doors, maybe, but not, not quite as aggressively, maybe, as coach, but, uh, you know, he, he obviously, he and his team did an amazing job this year. I mean, the whole world watched it. And he, and it's what college basketball is all about. You know, the upset and March Madness is so fun. And uh, you remember, it's one of those moments you remember exactly where you were when you were watching it.
1: Of course, yeah. I was on my living room couch, for the record, when UMBC defeated yeah. in Virginia. <laughs> um, so... Does it feel when that happens as a head coach? Oh, there's only two guys in the world who would know this feeling at this point, and you're one of them. Does it feel like your entire life has changed overnight when that happens?
2: You know, I don't think you're necessarily thinking about that at that particular moment, um, you know, because you're walking down to shake the other coach's hand, and then you end up, you know, getting back into the locker room with your team, and then it kind of sets in. You're like, oh, my gosh, yeah, the media just comes right into your locker room. You're having to do all these, you know, interviews. You're being pulled in a lot of different directions. And so certainly from that perspective, you know, once you've talked to the team and you've celebrated there, then it's like, OK, the, the, the levity sets in. And it's just, you know, it's an amazing feeling. I'm, I'm really happy that Fairleigh Dickinson uh, was able to experience that uh, joy. Uh, we certainly did at, at UMBC and, and others have in other ways, not 16 over one, but certainly the big upsets. And, and uh, you know, it, it does change your life in a lot of respects. But, you know, what we've come to appreciate is that it, it's not just our moment, right? It's it's anybody that loves college basketball's moment. You know, they enjoy it and uh, will always remember it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. A, a place in everybody's hearts, except for uh, maybe Tony Bennett. But he got his revenge next season. He so. did. Yeah, no doubt. Works out. No doubt.
2: Yeah, totally worked out. You know, for them and, you know, as as is as it happens in sports, you have to go through tough times in order to get where you want to go, and that, and when you're passionate about what you do, clearly Coach Bennett and his staff and the players were passionate about what they what they wanted to accomplish, and they did it.
1: Right. So after the success at UMBC, uh, I mean, the the season with the win, obviously, is huge. And you guys make the headlines. You're on the map. Everybody knows the Retrievers now. How hard was it in the years following that at UMBC to try and replicate that success? Did you feel any added pressure that wasn't there before?
2: No, I mean, certainly there was more pressure and more eyes on you. Um, and you put you put pressure on yourself, too. Um, But, you know, from my perspective and what I tried to, you know, tell our team year in and year out was we're not trying to we'll never be able to do over again what happened. Right. There's only one first. And and that happened to be that particular UMBC. So we weren't trying to, you know, create that same moment. Our our responsibility going forward was to create new and exciting moments. And that was the message year in and year out. And certainly that year after. The Virginia win you know that was totally the message and we had a lot of new faces and uh, guys that had a lot of pressure on them that weren't even in that game
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, they were getting everybody else's best shot each and every day that we played and tipped it up and they handled it extremely well
1: so from there in 2021 you moved to Utah State and I can imagine probably a different set of challenges at Utah State in the Mountain West than you may have had prior to that at UMBC, where the the Mountain West Conference is really emerging as one of the elite mid-major conferences in the sport. What was that like as the competition level raised, and how did you navigate staying competitive and building what you did at Utah State?
2: Yeah, I mean, first and foremost, I'm really thankful for the folks at, at Utah State, John Hartwell in particular, and his confidence in me uh, and bringing our staff out there, you know, to coach their team. You know, the first thing you notice at Utah state is a tradition of excellence that has existed there forever. And uh, it's a great college basketball program. Uh, The fans and specifically the herd and the basketball team are intimately connected. And so I'd always wanted to be at a place, you know, that was like that, you know, where, you know, basketball was, you know, a, a focal point of the university. And, and it certainly was the case, you know, when we got there. And the other thing that I noticed immediately was the maturity level of the guys, uh, you know, that we inherited there at, at Utah State. And then also some really good young players to, to develop and work, work with. The Mountain West is, is one of the best conferences in the country. Uh, we were challenged night in and night out. Uh, you know, by the likes of San Diego State, Colorado State, Nevada. I mean, you name it; you can keep going. Wyoming, uh, you know, had great teams. Fresno State, UNLV. I mean, it's really, really awesome league. And you have to play really well to be competitive within that league. And you know, certainly our first year, we had some some really positive signs. You know, uh, that we were going to be, you know, pretty good. And, you know, we lost some really tough games. We lost seven games by, by two points or less uh, during that season. And so that motivated the guys going into last season. We had everybody back uh, minus Justin Bean, who was a, an all-conference player for us, Brandon Horvath and Brock Miller. But we had added some good pieces as well. And so we felt confident that we could, you know, impact – uh, the mountain west and and you know our guys did a great job all season. the fans were tremendous and we were challenged each and every each and every game and uh, we had to play seven I was telling the team and the staff like we had to play about seven bubble games down the stretch <laughs> just to stay in in the conversation and uh, we were able to do it and come out you know victorious in the majority of those games until that last game in the championship game against San Diego State and uh you know that set us up for the ncaa tournament you know my only regret is that we didn't play better you know in that ncaa tournament game but missouri was lights out
1: that game they sure were and i can tell you i'm a i'm a midwest guy but eastern time zone here one of my favorite uh, past times in the last few years has been staying up late at night to watch the late Mountain West conference tips. So you were That's certainly right. a part of plenty of those. And uh, I took a liking to your team, particularly last season with how great you guys were offensively. So uh, you mentioned San Diego state, obviously they have the the run to the national championship game. When you watch something like that unfold with a team you're so familiar with, is that is there any extra, like, just motivation there? Are you almost rooting for them? Because it's like, hey, they totally. if they can do it, we can do it. What was that like?
2: Yeah, I'm sure there's a little bit of that with the UMBC thing, right? You see something like that happen, and then others that are at that level, you know, that's something that they can aspire to do. And, you know, certainly uh, Coach Dutcher and his staff always do a great job. One of the best coaches in the country. And we really thoroughly enjoyed competing against them, you know, each and every game that we played them this year. We played them three times. They got the better of us in each game. But they were all tight games. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I think, you know, as you look at it, you know, and transitioning to VCU and uh, and, and what we have going here, it certainly motivates us, you know. I mean, you can – I don't know if you can see it, but right behind, you know, you got the Final Four right, right there in the – you know, in our practice facility here. And so the expectation is to win, you know, here at BCU, And so, you know, watching San Diego State and watching a Florida Atlantic who did amazing and even in our own league, Loyola Chicago, making the Final Four and George Mason uh, as well, um, you know, it's we want to get back there and we want to compete for a national championship. You know, I told the team that the other day in the first meeting. That's why I'm here. I'm not here because it's home and it's comfort. I'm here because I want to win a national championship, and I believe we can do that at VCU.
1: Yeah, so I I think you just answered my next question here, but I want to ask, and and maybe you'll expand upon this, but, um, I mean, now you are at a program like that that is associated as one of the most successful at your level in the entire sport. They've had the success before. They've had continued success since the big Final Four run. And now here you are to hopefully take them to in, uh, another level further. What appealed to you most about this job at this time? Because Utah State, I mean, you had Utah State humming. It was a great season yeah. last year. So to move from there to here, what, what was it about now that made this the right moment?
2: Yeah, I mean, I'd obviously, you know, when you put everything together, the totality of the opportunity, right? And I view it more as a responsibility, because of the tradition of excellence that exists here. You know, that's really the first thing when you view it that way. Tradition of excellence. I think we're 11th all time, you know, VCU is in winning percentage, you know, which is pretty impressive, you know, when you think about all the story programs that are out there. And been to a Final Four, recent Final Four in 2011, and had continued success. Last year's team wins the Atlantic 10, wins the regular season, and – you know also the conference tournament and the next step for us is to get you know back to that dance again and then continue to advance and so you know i'm really proud to be the coach here i understand you know what it means to be the coach here at this at this uh, tremendous university the university has grown with the city of richmond and is intimately connected with the city of richmond the location where we are, there's tremendous talent all around us. You can go up to DC and beyond. You can go South towards, uh, you know, North Carolina, which is a tradition rich place. You obviously in our own state, you can go West, They're great players from you know, the Western part of our state and the Eastern part of our state as well, which we're so close to. And so when you put all of that together and then you add in, A rabid fan base, a fan base that loves their players and loves the program and wants nothing more than to to win at the highest level. It's just it. It was an easy decision for me, and uh, and I'm excited to be here. I'm very fortunate to have the guys that we have. Uh, You know, we've got multiple folks that have come from Utah State back east with us, and then we've also added you know former players that played here at Utah. Excuse me, at at BCU you know, and Bradford Burgess and Darius Theus, you know, both played in that final four and they they know what it means to be a Ram and they helped build this place right here.
1: Yeah. It's gotta be special. I'm sure uh, Rams fans have gotta be loving exactly what you're building here. So you mentioned the, the talent rich area uh, that you, you now call home here in Richmond, you pulled three guys that are Richmond natives this off yeah. Joe Bama seal, Roosevelt wheeler, Jason Nelson. Uh, how, how did that come together and talk about what you're expecting impact-wise from that group?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's really important for us to be able to recruit here locally. And, uh, and certainly Richmond has always had big-time talent, you know, uh, right here in our city. And we're not going to be able to keep every player home. You know, there's a lot of great schools out there, and, and sometimes kids grow up and they just they want to get away from home, you know, at times. But what I do know is that we have all of the tools and the the facilities in place to keep guys home. You know, we have what what you're looking at right now, the BDC. I've been to a lot of different places. You know, over the co- course of my coaching career, there's not any better than this one, uh, the Siegel Center right across the street. You know, where uh, we play each and every every game is packed. Every game we had a hundred straight sellouts. You know, here at VCU. I mean, it's just a really impressive setup. And when you talk about those three guys, they've had their own journeys. And uh, and they each, in their own way, really match how we coach. And uh, Roosevelt obviously went away initially. And to have him come back from Louisville, you know, is really excited. exciting. I know his, his mom and his family and everybody's excited to have him back. You know, Jay Nell coming over from, you know, U of R, Obviously, redshirt his freshman year, but then played really well last year for them. I know he's excited, you know, to be here at at VCU and will be a a contributor for us as well. You know, and then Joe Bamisil, he's played right in this league, you know, at at GW and, and put up some buckets. And so we're really fortunate that, you know, those three guys in particular, you know, showed the confidence in our staff to come back home with us.
1: So you've had a lot of very good teams in your coaching career but one thing that jumps out at me as I was looking further into some of the specific seasons you've had you've done it a lot of different ways like you've you've played up tempo you've played slow in the half court you've had great offenses you've had great defenses what is the common thread about how you want to coach the game of basketball and how you're going to coach it at VCU yeah,
2: I mean, ultimately, we want to play fast, right? We want to get into our offense as quickly as we can while not overdoing it and playing at such a pace that's too fast for us. And each team has that we've been fortunate enough to coach has to figure that out as the year goes on. And you obviously want to figure it out before you get to your first game, but the games will tell you, okay, maybe this is a, we're turning it over at a really high rate. We've got to pull them back a little bit and slow it down. When when you see the slower teams that I've had, that's been one of the reasons that or lack of shooting or whatever. Um, and so, you know, for us, you know, here at VCU, we still want to play extremely fast. You know, I played for a coach named Tony Shaver at Hampton, Sydney College, and you know he played for Dean Smith back when Phil Ford played. And they all they did was press and trap and and play that havoc style defense that has existed here, you know, at VCU over the years under Shaka and 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 other coaches after him, and and certainly that's something that I know well. Uh, we we will have you know different types of players here at VCU and the ability to recruit different players where we can play a little bit more aggressively on defense, but the offensive style of play. You know, while the plays sometimes change, you know, the, the way that we play doesn't. And one of the things that we hope when you watch our teams play that you notice right away is that we're really unselfish and that we pass the ball. And so we're constantly coaching our guys on that and being as efficient as we can. The best teams in college basketball are balanced on both sides. And so that's, a, that's something that we aspire to be each and every year, regardless of the style that we're playing.
3: Our partner for today's episode is Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 during the college basketball season and I loved the impact that it had on my energy levels. I'm a big coffee in the morning guy, but by the time that the afternoon would hit, I needed another boost. AG1 helped me tremendously, especially on those days when I didn't want to get up off the couch and go hit the gym. Their tagline is, AG1 is comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. And man, that could not...
1: Yeah, I think it it, it speaks to the, uh, I guess, the level of your capabilities as a coach and as a staff that you've had success doing it different stylistically, because that's not always the case from a lot of the coaches I've talked to. It's, hey, this is the way I'm always going to play and I'm going to find personnel that needs to play that way. You've adapted really nicely to your personnel and I give you a lot of credit for it. So I yeah, this is a you. question. It's a question I always ask. And I've gotten wildly different answers. And it, it's a hard Ooh. question to answer, I think, especially for a coach in his first year at a new program. But um, what what would be a success in year one? Because sometimes I, I get answers of guys that are taking over programs that just need a total culture reset. And that's what they're focused on. You're entering a program that just won championships last season. What's the success in year one at VCU?
2: Yeah, I mean, our job is to merge two worlds, right? You know, we, we've coached at Utah State slash UMBC, Lenore Ryan. And each time, you know, maybe not Lenore Ryan to UMBC, but UMBC to Utah State, there's been a player or two that have come with us. And we've got two, you know, that are coming with us from Utah State that understand kind of how we do things. Uh, and Sean Berstow and Max Shulga, they're two really good players. I mean, they started every game for us last year. You know, at Utah State, and so, you know, I think that helps. You know, from you know, for the other players, our biggest challenge this year is going to be able going to be merging all the different players from different places. You know, because we we had we had nine. You know, we had to sign nine guys basically. You know, this coming year, and uh, you know that's not easy to do. It's not something that we we want to do year in and year out. And so, you know, I don't, I don't ever set, uh, you know, obviously we have goals every year, but the biggest thing for us is for our guys to maximize their individual potential and their team potential. And wherever that ends up, as long as we're doing our best, then we're going to be okay with the results because we know that we put every ounce of effort, focus, intensity, Into having the best season possible for not only our team but for our fans and university, and you know we certainly understand you know that might not be that might not always match up with what a fan wants, right? And we're okay with that. That's what we all signed up for. Uh, But my goal is for us to maximize our potential every single year. And if you're the coach at VCU, you're it just comes with the territory. You you're supposed to compete for championships. And you're supposed to advance in the NCAA tournament. And that's something that I'm not afraid of that. It is what it is, right? I know what I've signed up for. And so, you know, it's my job to make sure that everybody in our program goes after it.
1: Yep. If I had to guess, I don't think you'll have too much problem continuing to compete for championships here at BCU. So uh, I'll leave you with a fun one, Coach. What's your favorite spot to eat in Richmond? Whether it's on oh campus, gosh. whether it's off campus. You might what's... get me in
2: trouble with this one because, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, the best place to eat is, is our chef, Jen, right in here in, in our BDC. She cooks for our guys every day. So they get off the court and then they go right up there and, and she's cooking it up, dialing it in for us. If I go off campus, uh, I've got a place called Stella's that I go to, which is tremendous. Um, you know, it's authentic. Anybody in Richmond knows about it. 'cause uh they're they're all over the place. But
1: what's that, you know, what's the order this. at Stellas? What's the order at Stellas?
2: Yeah, so I mean, you can get anything you want. I mean, it's incredible food. It's it's actually a Greek authentic restaurant, but they have like Greek pasta with like feta in it and it's massive. Um that's probably a little little bit too aggressive for me, but you get a Greek salad, an authentic Greek salad with black and chicken, and you'll thank me later
1: done deal hey i uh i made a homemade greek chicken salad for the wife and i last night and uh probably doesn't probably doesn't compare but i I, i'm signed up (laughs) i like that order all right i uh, i didn't tell you this either i got some family in richmond though so i may come harass you maybe i'll see if i can uh if i can take you out to get a salad the next time i'm done yeah see well maybe get that jersey you talked about to me we'll see
2: yeah there we go we can hook you up we got it done i love it (laughs) all right
1: well ryan thank you so much we appreciate you uh good luck in your first season i'm sure you're going to have continued success as you have every stop you've had in your career and uh from the field of 68 we'll be watching and we wish you the best of luck